Hello, strangers. Welcome to the Fat Ass Podcast. I am your host, Olivia, and thank you for patiently waiting for me to release yet another episode. This show is dedicated to food and to everything you put into your body. Today's episode will be dedicated to boosting your immune system. And part one of this episode only scratched the surface, and now I'm going to be taking a deeper dive into how to boost your immune system. If you haven't listened to the first one, it's pretty damn good, so go out and before you continue listening to this one, listen to that one first, and then this one. (laughs) Now, before we get into all that, I'm going to tell you why I went MIA since January on the show. I wanted to share a little piece of what I've been going through for about a year and a half. So I'm really, really sorry for taking my time on this. It was just really, really tough to try and record this episode because it was hard to talk about. But I mean, I'm a little bit better about it. So um, yeah, just bear with me. A year ago, I went to the doctor and the doctor had told me that I had abnormal things going on in my body to put it uh, very, very lightly. And so they told me to just basically not to worry about it and to just come back next year to have another checkup. So went back and fast forward to January of this year, or was it February? It was one of those two, one of those two. I think it was January of this year. And got my checkup again and got my pap smear and it came back with abnormal cells. So what does that mean? Well, they told me that I had to kind of get a biopsy to get a closer look at it. So they did the biopsy. It was really, really painful. And I think I cried through the whole entire thing because it was really, really painful to get a piece of tissue from my cervix. And so when the results came back, they had told me that I had a high-grade cervical dysplasia. So what is cervical dysplasia? Cervical dysplasia is abnormal or precancerous cells found on your cervix. And if not treated, it can possibly lead to cancer, like way, way down the line. And it comes in stages. So SIN 1 is mild, SIN 2 is moderate, SIN 3 is severe. Unfortunately for me... I had the SIN 3, which is the most severe one. And obviously, I freaked the fuck out, and I had no idea what to do other than to attack it from the inside. And so I that's when, I mean, even before this, I even decided to kind of go a little bit plant-based and kind of change my diet a bit. So I started phasing out meats and started eating more veggies, eating less anti-inflammatory foods that are causing inflammation in my body. And I upped my supplement intake, my vitamin intake, and stopped drinking. And and now I, yeah, I'm just trying to like better my body at this point. Well, since they had told me that I was sin three and that it was severe, they had advised me to do this particular procedure called a leap. L-E-E-P. And it sounded very, very scary when I looked it up because it basically is what it is, is it goes, okay, so the doctors go into my cervix and they use this burning tool and burn off these precancerous cells that are on my cervix, basically. And it sounded very, very scary, but 
it was actually a really pleasant experience. Like, bless all those doctors and nurses that helped me through all of it because it was a really, really challenging thing to kind of go through. And um, yeah, there was like five doctors in there and they were all like calming me down. And it was such a relief to like not be in pain because they ended up numbing me. But it was, um, yeah, technically like a surgical procedure that I went through. And that was actually like maybe less than two months ago that I got that procedure. But I feel great right now. And it's, um, yeah, it's been a, quite a journey. And I have to go back in November for them to tell me if I cleared it or not. And if I need another procedure, hopefully I don't. But I'm going to probably try and do that and probably go and see a naturopathic doctor that can kind of heal me a little bit better before I get into all of the whole procedure thing again. But, um, but yeah, um, facts about this. There's like two facts that I found. Uh, 250,000 to 1 million people are diagnosed each year with cervical dysplasia. And the common age to get it is roughly 25 to 35 and yeah, that's uh, basically a little bit um, about that. And I normally don't share a whole lot about my life to people. And I normally don't put a lot out there on social media about what's happening with me. Um, I know this is like a lot of information to dump on all of you guys. But thank you all for being so patient and listening to me. And um, and yeah, sorry for... <laughs> for sharing all of that yeah normally I'm not an oversharer like that but I I was like really hesitant about even sharing on the podcast because I mean I've only told like my family about this and of course my boyfriend knows about it too but yeah I was hesitant only because I know a lot of people who listen to me on here personally and it's just really really strange to kind of share all of that uh info with uh, these people that I've known in my life so sorry guys but thank you for listening and thank you for always being there to support me and um just know that I'm okay and I'm gonna I'm gonna get through this and it's gonna get better I know it's gonna get better um my mom like telling my parents was definitely the hardest thing because it was it was like I told my mom and my dad but I also had to tell yeah, my, my brothers and my sister. Well, I told my sister a little bit later, but I told them all at the same time, basically. And it was obviously a shock because I kept it from them for a long time. But it was, um, but yeah, it was kind of a relief telling them because I felt a little bit better about healing and I, they're supporting me a hundred percent and try to help me like eat the best foods that I can and even like going to like vegan restaurants and stuff. So that that's been really, really nice. Like I knew that they were going to support me, but it, it was just hard to kind of tell and to say, but yeah, I wanted to share what was happening because I was trying to boost my immune system last year, but I wasn't doing a very good job about it because I was still drinking and eating poorly. And I mean, even though you do take like vitamins and supplements, you do need that extra, that extra bit of, I guess you can say like a push like from your body by um, consuming the right foods and or also not drinking because drinking definitely hinders your hinders your immune system as well as smoking. 
So definitely, definitely try to quit smoking also. And um, everything that was happening with me and also in the world, you know, we, we are still living in a COVID world. And it was inspiration for me for this episode to do another part two because I wanted to share all of this info. I wanted to help more people with um, whoever is like um, suffering with something or know somebody that is suffering with something. So I'm speaking to everyone who loves shitty food, who loves deep fried food, sweets, fast food. And when you phase all of these things out of your life, it gets better and you feel great. To refresh all of your memories, in part one of this episode, I suggested to boost your intake on vitamins such as folate, AHCC, oil of oregano, and olive leaf extract. I also recommended to drink less, intake more antioxidants, and eat more greens. And now I bring to you the seven tips on boosting your immune system. Number one on the list is adding to your list of vitamins is vitamin D. So vitamin D is responsible for the absorption of calcium, magnesium, and phosphate into your body. And it can be taken in many forms. So you can take it in supplement form, which is like in the little vitamins. Or you could even go outside, get 30 minutes of sunlight, and that's like plenty of vitamin D for your day. Those are for the people who don't really have jobs that are outside. So definitely try to do that. And it can also be taken in food form. So you can be eating salmon, canned tuna, egg yolks, mushrooms. You can drink some milk, some orange juice, and you'll be getting some vitamin D. And it's also good for healthy bones and healthy kidneys. And the other vitamin that I recommend is zinc. So zinc can be found in many forms. Zinc can be found in beans, meat, fish, supplement form, nuts, whole grain cereals. I have these little lozenges that are kind of like cough drops and uh, it also contains zinc. So I try to take those like every day. And the next one I have on my list, number two, is to drink more water. I know it's a little bit difficult for most people because most people like having juice or they like drinking soda every day or coffee or anything that's not water. So definitely try to hydrate, 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 especially since it's going to be summertime in America. Well, yeah, summertime in America very, very soon. So it's already getting hot out there. So it's very, very important to drink water and drink approximately half an ounce to one ounce of water per pound you weigh. This should be done every single day. It's easier to do when you have like a hydro flask or even carry around a one of those gallons of waters and or just mark it for the amount of water that you should intake. And number three on my list is to consume more produce. So it's easier to consume produce in smoothie form. You can add them to smoothies. You can add them to your juices or just juice all of them. Or it's um, also best to consume raw. So try and do that. I know it's hard for people. I mean, try and like avoid the ranch and just eat them straight up. So number four on my list is to get ample amount of sleep. So I know it's hard for people also to get ample amount of sleep because most people work like two or three jobs or you just can't sleep. So the average person should 
get approximately six to eight hours of full sleep. And sleep improves your mood. It also improves your memory and it strengthens your heart. Number five on my list, I have exercise. Now, personally, I do not like exercising at all whatsoever. I actually hate running. I come from a family of runners and track and field people. And we also used to go to these cross-country things for my brother and my sister like every single weekend. And I hated every minute of it. I didn't even want to join. So I didn't. I ended up just uh, going there and showing my support. But yeah, I hated that. So it's important to jog or run. And those are the one thing, the two things that I hate the most. I absolutely hate running and jogging. If you're not a fan of that, then definitely try yoga. If you don't want to do yoga, then I highly recommend walking for 30 minutes a day. That is something that's super, super easy to do. You just like kind of get up, go walking. I normally go walking after dinner every single day. So once when like the sun is setting roughly around like 6 a.m. I'm sorry, roughly around 6 p.m. I go go walking. Sometimes my mom joins me or my dad or my sister. And uh, yeah, we just go for a 30 minute walk. And it's really nice to get some fresh air. Also hiking. Hiking is really, really good to do. And it works out a good portion of your muscles. And I personally love hiking. I just wish that there were more hiking trails near me. Number six is eat less meat. So do try to do meatless Mondays. Meatless Mondays are something easy to do. It's one day out of your week to just eat veggies and just plant-based protein or things of that nature. Um, I also have swap meat for another protein source. So you can find protein in various places such as lentils, there's beans, tofu, tempeh, and just give it a try. Plant-based is not so bad. It's actually an easier transition when you see that there are like different alternatives for meat. A few times a month, it does not hurt. It only hurts the environment. And eating plant-based can help fight climate change by reducing greenhouse gases and preserving water. Okay, so number seven on my list is probiotics. So what are probiotics? Probiotics are live microorganisms that have health benefits when consumed and can be found in pill form. You can find it in yogurts. There's a Greek yogurt that you can uh, consume that has tons of probiotics. Kimchi, kombucha. I love kombucha. That's super, super delicious. And supplements. I normally take it in pill form and I get the vegan ones. I believe the brand is called Garden of Life and I haven't had an issue with it. it. It's pretty great to use and it cleans out your gut. It balances your digestive system, reduces inflammation, which is what I'm all about, and it improves your mental health. It's also like comprised of a bunch of good bacteria pushing out all that bad bacteria so I highly recommend probiotics. It took me a while to get get turned on to probiotics, but finally I'm doing it. Try and choose the right ones for you. I highly, highly recommend starting at the lowest, I believe it's the lowest um, bacteria count, and then go from there and then start and then go a little bit higher just so it can uh, work a little bit better in your body. All of these things are important to have a body that is equipped to fight off the sickness when you do get sick. 
So try at least one of my tips and tell me how good you feel after. And thank you all for listening again to today's episode. And thank you for being patient with me for releasing another episode. Really, really sorry about having most of you wait, but thank you so much. I, you know who you are. I know that most of you had asked me like when I'm going to be releasing another episode, but here I am and I'm here to stay. So thank you for that. And also thank you for listening to what, what has been going on with me. And I'm yeah, sorry for all the people who I know personally. I just hope that I can help someone in this process. So if you have cervical dysplasia or know somebody who has cervical dysplasia, I'm more than happy to help you with anything like vitamin intake wise or uh, meal wise, what to eat, what not to eat. So um, definitely shoot me a DM on Instagram on my personal page or even through the Fat Ass Podcast personal Instagram page or just email fatasspodcast at gmail.com. And like I said, I'll be more than happy to help you with the things that I have been putting into my body to help me get better. And if you like to keep up with the show, follow on Instagram at Fat Ass Podcast. Facebook, you can just type in the Fat Ass Podcast and Twitter at Fat Ass Official. You can also listen like on Pandora, there's the Odyssey app, Spotify, TuneIn, and so much more. This was another episode of the Fat Ass Podcast with me, Olivia Alvarez. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay healthy, stay eating, and I will be releasing another episode soon. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.